Welcome back to Affiliated, everybody. We're still here in Costa Rica at ClickBank Platinum Summit and wrapping up the podcast series here with Caleb Williams. He is with Better Wealth. I shouldn't say with. You founded the thing. You're the <laughs> owner of the thing, the president, CEO, all those fun titles, right? All the problems. All the problems. Me. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> I get I get all the credit and all the all the, the bad reviews come to me as well. So. That's right. And yeah. better half is over here with <laughs> yeah. us, too, watching it. Yeah. But it's, um, no, I'm stoked to have you here. Caleb rocked the stage yesterday for our Platinum attendees. I was like, dude, can you hop on the podcast? Because we need to do more business yeah. together and help people find you in our space. Um, would you, I don't want to pitch it for you or not pitch it, just explain it. Yeah. Would you just kind of give an overview of yeah. what you do with Better Wealth? Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun because I, I speak all across the country mm -hmm. and world about money. And some rooms you get like people that are like, they like cross their arms and they're like, oh, this is kind of boring. Um, with rooms of entrepreneurs, you know, sometimes it's hit or miss. Yesterday was so special because everyone was leaning in mm. because what I essentially teach is wealth efficiency. It doesn't sound sexy. We're not t teaching you how to make more money. I'm not teaching you a, a copy strategy that's going to like put a million dollars back in your pocket. What I am saying is every dollar that you can save is worth way more than just that dollar. Mm. And if we can be efficient, I, I think about it like a bucket. So many people here have money i.e. water flowing into their bucket and they have a bunch of holes yep. so, the, so their solution is let's get the let's get more water to flow into our bucket which is amazing but the problem is the holes are just going to get bigger and, <laughs> and and it's like water is sifting through and so my whole philosophy and how i help people is what if we could seal those holes and you will win by default and so some of the biggest areas where people are just getting crushed as it relates to their wealth are taxes mm. like majority of people nine out of ten business owners are overpaying on taxes that's a massive issue. Um, debt, you know, how we're saving. A lot of us are not investing properly. A lot of us are unclear about what we what we actually want. And as a result, um, we're living to a fraction of what we can. The no, last thing I'll yeah. say, and this is this kind of what I do in an opening, is and I, as I say, on average, we can save people about thirty thousand dollars just just by them meeting with us because of taxes and other things. And and someone will be like thirty thousand, like that's great, but I could just. I could do a marketing campaign and make 50. Sure. What, and I like to remind them, whenever we save a dollar, that's way more valuable than making a dollar. So at a 10% savings rate, a $30,000 savings, one-time savings, is an equivalent of you going out and making an additional 300,000. So and, I, I see what you're saying there, but explain that a little yeah, more. And, and, yeah, and by the way, the average savings, I saw this just today, the average savings in America right now is less than 5%. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I mean is if we can look at someone and say, uh, and I can just find money that you're currently losing, okay? Um, so let's say I save you $30,000. Right. And you're like, okay, well, w I could just go make that money. But if you're only saving it at a 10% rate, it's like, why is that? Well, it's because of taxes, it's because of consumption, it's because of potential bad habits. Um, and so just when you make a dollar, like 50 cents of that is gone just because of taxes. And then, and then other things like just spending in general. And so what we've just found is if we can save money and then our one agreement with people is if we find money that you're overpaying on taxes we're going to save that and invest it we're not going to spend it <laughs> and so that's kind of our agreement because it's like you're already you're already surviving now sure you we're not going to spend the difference yeah. we're going to invest the difference well gosh there's a lot of ways we could go here and I'm, I, I think we're going to do more of these because we've yeah. got a lot of value to add for i'm really curious when you're looking at we have a lot of solopreneurs that yeah. use ClickBank, right? Someone who's either an affiliate who's making money, replacing their income. They could be a super affiliate doing eight figures in ad spend and making home, taking home a very good paycheck with that, right? Could be a vendor or a seller with a product and a team, right. anywhere from you know zero dollars to nine figures they're earning. 
with that kind of range or that kind of clientele, that entrepreneur, that solopreneur, where are their blind spots? When you talk about the nine out of 10 overpaying on taxes, like yeah. what are they, what are some of the common things you see them striking out on and just yeah. not understanding? Yeah, there's there's a couple areas. Number one is a lot of them don't have their entities dialed in. Mm. Um, and entities could be like, they, they're like, oh, I have an LLC. Well, that's not a tax filing strategy. That's like, it's called limited liability corporation. So I'll it's like- I'll just write this off. I'll yeah, just write that yeah, off. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, so it's like, should you have an S corp? Should you have a C corp? How should your entities be structured? Um, and, and straight up, if a lot of people just get into this, like laps, laps, uh, laptop lifestyle kind of mm. deal, a lot of them aren't structured away and just by structuring you can save 15 percent of of the money that you're paying yourself so just that one like that's huge just structuring yeah. your entities like could save you thirty thousand dollars if you're halfway successful as an affiliate marketer so that's number one um number two is deductions deductions are a direct like it lowers your actual income and so um you know a lot of people don't know that writing uh, right now in 2022 if you write off meals you can write them off 100 percent right yeah and, and so that a lot of people don't know that um, there's so many, there's so many deduction opportunities out there. And I think the key thing is it just has to be ordinary and reasonable and you have to have good bookkeeping. A lot of times people get themselves in trouble cause they, they deduct things, but they don't have good bookkeeping to back it up. If you have good bookkeeping and you, and you can justify like, this is, this is like actually ordinary and necessary for my business, you're going to be good. Yeah. Um, then the next thing is what we call depreciation and depreciation is just like a, a, a way to. Um, get a write-off because you can invest in assets like your your you know um, real estate uh, cars and whatnot and and sometimes depreciation you can actually get a deduction from that um, tax credits there's like over like 35 tax credits available for people that are individuals and business owners and this is like this is money that the government will actually put in your pocket. Yeah, will you quickly break down for the people who maybe don't know about the difference between a credit yeah. and a so yeah. yeah, just to just to simplify this, if you have a hundred thousand dollar income, just mm -hmm. to make it simple, and we deduct twenty thousand dollars worth of expenses, you're going to be paying taxes on eighty thousand of income. Yes, right. yeah. Okay. So you're still gonna. It's still like you're you you don't have to pay it on a hundred, but you don't save twenty thousand. Okay, right. yeah. it's like you now you don't have to pay tax on the full hundred. Twenty five percent. So of if, the twenty if, grand. Well, gotcha, if your yeah. if your tax rate was thirty percent, mm -hmm. you would essentially save six grand in a twenty thousand dollar deduction. If that gotcha. makes sense. Yep. A credit is actually dollar for dollar hits your account. And so if I owed a credit, just offsets what I would have to pay. Um, in some cases, the government will you know, you sh have money that shows up kind of deal. But that so credits on average are, uh, cr credits across the board are better. I would take a dollar credit over a dollar deduction. And the reality is you can have both. It's sure, not, it's yeah. not one of these things where the government's like, if you choose credits, you can't deduct. Like the cool thing about tax strategies is you can have all these things working for you. You can have depreciation, you can have credits, you can have deductions, you can have advanced strategies like foundations and um, you can do the Augusta rule and all these other cool things and all together, um, we can take someone who's in the, you know, paying 30, 35% and get it down to 20, 15, and sometimes even lower to that than that, just if we're being smart. And it's all about looking forward and planning versus just prepping and saying, well, this is, this is my numbers and this is what I have to pay. So like my number one advice is push back, ask questions, challenge the status quo, um, and don't necessarily just accept what your accountant or CPA says that you have to pay, um, really start asking and then go, going forward, be proactive. I, yeah, that makes it tough because that's how I operated for quite a few years. It's like, yep. well, this is what TurboTax says I have to do. Yep. So here, right. like, 
and I'm still mostly there, but I was like, okay, no, I actually installed solar panels last year. There's a big credit on that. that so it's like, I was in a much right. better spot just from, from things like that, but I'm W2. So a lot of the, right. what we talk about is less applicable to me than the solopreneurs out there or the teams. Is, is there any like common tax credit? But here, that, here's yeah. what's cool is you're W2, but you can also have a business on the side. Yes. So yeah. you literally, mm-hmm. you have to, the IRS says you have to try to make bit money. So you literally could have a business that's not making money as long as you can Try. prove. Like I promise, like I I'm suck as an entrepreneur, but I'm trying to make money. Um, yeah. You can take deductions. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I think if you lose money consistently for over three years and it's like not clear, like you're right. just using it as a loophole, you could get in trouble. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to make money, you could set up an LLC just just as a tax strategy on yeah. the side. And so that's again not none of this is investment advice, tax <laughs> advice. Don't sue me, please. Yeah. Um, but it's just trying to think outside the box. Yeah. There's so many ways to structure it. Are there any common credits? looking at those that you see the solopreneurs are able to take? Because I imagine the credit piece is pretty particular on what type of business or what type of structures you have. Um, So research and development credit is probably one that I would highly look into if you're looking at like software, if you're like um, doing something that you're like, man, this would have an impact on like people's lives. Um, You you gotta realize the government, when people like make the tax code to be like super complicated, at the end of the day, a few pages of the tax code tells you what you owe. Everything else is ways around that. But but think about it. The government, if we as entrepreneurs can go and serve people, so it's like if we if I donate money to a charity, the government's saying like, well, you're doing like now you're bettering society, and so we're gonna incentivize that. Right. Um. There's a lot of tax credits for real estate. Why do you think that is? Because I believe entrepreneurs and investors can build real estate better than the government. It'll be more efficient. So the government says, instead of us having to go build buildings, I'll give Mm -hmm. you a credit or deductions or depreciation to incentivize you to build properties so that people can do housing. So it's, we have to think about this on whether you like the government or not, you're, what you want to do through tax strategies is just partner with the government and, and play their game. They'll tell you what they want to incentivize. And if you can get a benefit, while um, giving the government what they want, a lot of times that will come from either credit depreciation or deduction. And so it's just understanding that and um, and like like the government, it doesn't always make sense, but just just like the credit score, <laughs> right. I don't really understand why they do this, but you have to play the game. Yeah, Look. so looking at the, how would you call it? Like when someone is looking at, like, okay, I set up my LLC, I'm, I have an entity, I'm doing enough. Right. We know they aren't. What risks are they running if they don't have clean books? If they are just kind of running that way, they're just deducting a lot because they think they can. Right. Just writing things off. I don't want to focus too much on the doom and gloom. Yeah. But like, what no, are some of the risks? I, I think number one is um, how do you even know what to do? Like, mm-hmm. if you don't know your numbers, how do you know if you can actually hire somebody? How do you know if you should join a mastermind? How do you know if this marketing campaign is right? Um, how do you know if you're doing well in business? A lot of people, and this 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 will convict a ton of people. <laughs> we might want to make this like a cut in the beginning. A lot <laughs> of people determine their success based on what's in their bank account. Yes. And that's like a lag measure. Yes. That's like, oh, I, I have money, I feel good. I don't have money, I don't feel good. And that's, that is a really, really poor way to run your business. But if that's how you run your business, um, you most likely need a better bookkeeping system. And a lot of times it's on you. Like a lot of times you're the issue and you need to invest in helping people know the numbers. Cause it's like you're flying a plane, uh, plane blind. And as a result, that's not going to end well. Yeah, no, I've, I've been shocked at the levels of scale of businesses that operate that way. Right. And it's like, and all of a sudden something blows up and they realize they either owe a lot or this bill goes out and all of a sudden the cash in the account is gone. They're like, where did that go? Right. And they're 
asking us for help and the reporting on where the money was going out of. It's yeah. just like, what were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and by the way, we were all there. I was yeah. there. Mm -hmm. One reason we're doing we're doing bookkeeping and taxes is I have the pain of being like, man, I I help people with their money. Right. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> so it's like you're not alone. Like yeah. th this is across the board. When we say nine out of ten business owners overpay, that's that's ninety percent. That's a pretty insane that's, number if yeah. you think about it. Yeah. So I'd love to go deep a little deeper into that bookkeeping part because I think that misassumption probably in the space is that oh like the accounting i've got a guy like you mentioned yep. or like i'm just doing it it's fine like I've, i use quickbooks or something like yeah but like what are people doing that you help with like what are they doing to actually make bookkeeping a profit driver in their business right. actually help them understand their customer lifetime like how are they actually doing that at a level that's different than what nine out of ten are yeah it's it's interesting i'll say two things mm -hmm. number one is it we we talked about earlier if if you can save a dollar at a 10 percent savings rate yeah. that's an equivalent of you making 10 extra dollars majority of people are not even at a 10 percent savings rate and so my question number one is what is the real value of saving real money because we can do advanced tax strategies but if you do have advanced tax strategies with no bookkeeping you're literally um that's not a good strategy yeah, <laughs> like yeah. don't do that because you can like the the uh, for example like the augusta rule is is a creative way to write your how your personal residence off 14 times or less tax-free and it's a it's a way for you to essentially rent your business your house to your business your business takes money in from a tax level account puts it in your other pocket tax-free all legit but if you don't have good bookkeeping someone could say like why did you choose this price and like did you do this proper pro properly and so it could be problematic and yet that's like that could be ten thousand dollars of actual savings if you do it properly it. so it's like those are those are um quite like things that just like you need good bookkeeping because it's kind of your insurance to um, make sure that you can have the strategies that you have the other thing is a lot of people come to us and say like i feel like i have to tell my accountant or bookkeeper or tax strategist like new like hey have you heard about this strategy or have you heard about that strategy and the sad reality is a lot of people just don't like their model is not built on helping you save taxes their model and they get paid by filing so they're incentivized to file your taxes whereas you want to just find someone who's like incentivized to save you money <laughs> because if you could if you could partner with them on that it's a uh, it can be a really beneficial it's a win -win thing. There. Yeah. Can you can you just so like we talk about like you're talking about like a good bookkeeping. What does good bookkeeping look like in a business on a maybe day to day or week to week level? Yep. level? So I let's let's talk about month to month. Okay. Yeah. Um, on month to month, you should you should know your numbers. You should mm -hmm. have P and Ls. You should have you know so statements of in, cash flow. Going out. Yeah. yeah and, and, where is it coming in from? I assume. Right. And yeah. and you just should just have some basic you know trends of like okay like where's where's money where how is money flowing and like. Like, are you getting monthly reports and do you know what's going on? And can you answer, can I afford X, Y, or Z? That's what you should have that. Also, from a tax strategy standpoint, it would be wise for you to talk to someone at least four times a year solely on tax strategies. Because a lot of times people like December comes around, they're like, okay, what do I need to buy? Like, I need to buy oh, yeah. new cameras and all this stuff. Where it's like, it shouldn't be a December conversation. It should literally be a whole year conversation. And it's just difference between the it's it's the basic of like here's the big number i need to lower it versus like how can we actually be strategic with our business and pay as little tax as possible if you want to do that well you can't just do you can't just wait once a year to talk to your accountant yeah and that makes a ton of sense is it so on a month to month or 
like so are your clients when they're running this business they've got cash flow coming in from multiple places yeah affiliates facebook campaigns recurring revenue mm-hmm. like are they breaking it down actually looking at okay here's how the cash is coming in on all these marketing campaigns and channels here's where it's going out right like how granular do you get it it all it all depends on where where you're at mm-hmm. i i want to know everything kind of sure. standpoint yeah. of like okay so I, I hate to like don't don't take this the wrong way but if you are hiring somebody if you have somebody on your team what is the rate of return that they're getting you right it's like everything that we do from a microphone to a person and and so i think i think uh someone said this is like if you're not tracking you can't market it yeah so it's like if you're not uh, tracking your numbers how in the world can you market something and we and i just agree with that is like and it might sound super boring but it's like man if you don't know your numbers how in the world can you can you know what what to do and so my recommendation is just account for everything and and know your numbers and that comes from where your money's coming in because you might have your biggest uh launch might be bringing in the most money but what's the actual profit and i think that if i just summarize this whole thing is cut down to the real profit because revenue can be very misleading i a lot of people here will talk in gross like oh this was a million dollar campaign well i would take a fifty thousand dollar campaign based on profit because you could have a million dollar revenue but it could cost you 1.1 million right so you're just negative a hundred thousand and it's not it's not fun to say well i just lost a hundred thousand dollars on this so i would much (laughs) rather get my award and say i'm you know did a million dollars through this this deal we should be measuring everything off profit and that's ultimately revenue minus expenses what's the actual leftover yeah um and after paying you if you're if you're in your business you should be paying yourself a salary um because you're lying to yourself if you're not yeah no i totally agree with that and yeah, we, i was lamenting with a friend and mentor of mine we're just like it's, it's so much about the gross sales numbers that get thrown around the space right yeah and it's like it's this big sexy marketing numbers and things like that but yeah no one looks at the profit margin of things yeah and yeah you could run negative on an acquisition if you've got a good if you know your numbers path. yeah if you know right? your lifetime value yeah. of a customer it's like yeah i lost money acquiring someone but they're but they're worth more mm-hmm. long term. I'm with you, man. Yeah, I know. I've seen it with clients, right? And they'll they think they're profitable, but what they don't realize is that this one specific channel is profitable. The rest are all hurting them. Right. If they could actually just diversify, if they could just focus more on this one and scale, yeah. they get a lot further ahead did, than trying to did, go across. Did Rudy yeah. talk about Disneyland? Yeah. Dis- okay, yep. mm-hmm. it's a perfect example, and I this he gets all the credit for this, but it's like they spent millions and millions of dollars on fireworks, and you'd be like, why did they do that? Well, they do that because people were leaving the park at 4 or 5 p.m. And now they're staying for fireworks, which is brilliant. So now they're buying like way overpriced soda, way overpriced dinner and all this (laughs) stuff. And so so they are like, okay, a couple million dollar fireworks. We're not just, you know, flushing that down the toilet. That's making us a lot of money. Well, they couldn't just make that off of a gut feeling. They can probably track that. Yeah, they can see if I Yeah. I'm sure they have it down to the science, right? Where if we someone stays in the park for X minutes, that's worth X dollars. right? right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'd love to look at the little bit like on the we've talked a lot about the business part. Can we chat a little bit about the personal yeah, part, the personal totally. finance piece? Because I see that part get interesting, especially when someone's new to money, right? When they're coming, all of a sudden success is happening. Yeah. Um, but even on the other side, where it's just like they're just running their businesses, 
like how do you see good people or how do you help people manage the business finances and then how they're paying themselves and the personal right. finances? So I think if we take a step back, we have to understand frameworks. Mm -hmm. And so if someone asked me, Caleb, what is your framework to wealth? It's really a couple of things. Number one, know what you want. We talk about ROR standing for return on result, like get really, really clear on what you actually want. And that should be the metric. So we, you, you've heard me say this yeah. yesterday, but intentional living is your financial freedom metric. Mm -hmm. It's not what uh, a rate of return. It's not a 4% rule. It's like, what do you actually want your life to look like? And that is the goal. So everything that we're going to do is going to be reverse engineered based around that. The second thing is when someone asks me, what is the most important financial metric? It's cash flow. Mm -hmm. Because cash flow is the most important thing. It's like if I could be a billionaire on paper, but if I don't have the ability to translate that billion dollar or whatever assets to cash flow, I wouldn't be able to stay here at this resort or buy water. Right. Because, you know, cash flow, some people call it king, some people call it queen, whatever. <laughs> um, but cash flow is really important. So we need to measure our decisions based on cash flow. The third, the third area is when you have money, it only does two things. Your money's either saved or it's consumed. And when you lose a dollar, you don't just lose that dollar, but you lose what that dollar could have earned you the rest of your life. Right. It's, it's not compounding for you anymore, right? Right. Yeah. If you mm -hmm. save it, it can be saved for a future consumption. So a lot of people will push back and say, well, wait a second, that's way too simplistic. Money does more more than just being consumed or saved. And I push back and say, okay, prove it. And no one yeah. to date has showed me a third way that money goes. So consumption, there's indirect and there's direct lifestyle. Indirect could be like your taxes and, mm. you know, things that you're like, it doesn't directly affect your lifestyle, but if you don't pay your taxes, you're going to jail. So it's like, <laughs> right. it, it is included with your consumption. Um, but then some of it goes to like, I enjoy lattes or I want my kids to go to private school or, and, and so those are, those are obviously going towards your lifestyle. So what we, we essentially can do is if, if I, if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you're saving $10,000, what does that tell me about your current lifestyle? It costs you $90,000. Right, yeah. But you're, you're like, well, I only spend X amount a month. No, you save 10,000, where's all the other money going? It's gone. I don't care where it's going, right. it's no longer working for you. So what's really, really cool, and I think we're one of the only companies that do, do this, is we simpli simplify this equation down to one, two lines. Line number one is your current lifestyle. Line number two is what your assets will do based on your projections. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's accountability. <laughs> line number one is what you want. Line number two is what you have. And then what we can do is we can say what needs to change. And, and a lot of people, 98% of people that come to us, there's some imbalance. That means there will be some date that something needs to change. I would rather know about that now than wait 30 years. Yeah. And so that's how we, I mean, that's essentially how we roll. And um, it's, it's, very basic. What do you want? Cash flow is the most important metric. Everything can be measured. Your money only does two things. Let's model that. And from there, a ton of accountability comes. And then we can look at different strategies, but that's the framework. Um, and then from there, we can get into like the how much you should pay yourself, the entities and all that stuff. What I find is if we don't get the high level, a lot of it's just uh, will go way over people's heads. Gotcha. That makes sense. Can you chat about what is a good, I, I think the hard part that I find in this space is that we work with a lot of very good offensive players, right? People that are good yeah. at sales, good yeah. at marketing, they're good at generating cash, yeah. whatever that might be. They're not great at playing defense, right? Kind of these pieces that we're talking about, the back end operational pieces, the insurance pieces, like the cash, the right. bookkeeping. But like, at what point, I know the answer is probably now or 10 years ago or immediately, yeah. but at like what level of business or income 
does is this should it be a trigger for someone going i really need to talk to caleb yeah. at better wealth if like, you're if you're making over a hundred thousand dollars a year like, you take, need, like i'm taking in yeah. home's income yeah yeah you need help yeah like that's that's where you can start saying okay i'm paying taxes if you're making a hundred thousand dollars you have potential mm -hmm. meaning like there why not 200 or 300 right. um here's here's my advice not investment advice okay <laughs> if you're making 40 50 60 thousand dollars focus on making more money okay Yep. All your money should go into how can I maximize what I'm doing to make more money? Like I'm just, there's things that you can do, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like try to like tell you to do a bunch of things, like figure out how to make more money when you're over that hundred thousand, then, then it's like, that's where like the line surpasses. And then, then you could potentially, um, create more value by keeping versus just doubling down. But it's it's like, and this will be super extreme, but if someone makes $10,000 a year and they're like, hey, Caleb, like, where can I save my $10 a month? <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. we could open up a Roth. We could put it into life insurance. This is kind of a joke. Or you could double your income and we could save 10,000. Right? Yeah. You know, and, and that sounds extreme, but like a lot of people need that. The cool thing about everyone here at this event is everyone's over that. Yeah. Um, and so it really comes down to, okay, continue to make more money. That's an amazing mindset. But now we need to shift our mind and say, okay, we can do some amazing stuff if we can keep it. And if you want, we can talk about life insurance. I don't know how much time we have. I think we'll save that for another one. Okay. That's, um, but I'd love for people to go be able to check out your resources you might have on that right. and or contact you if you have questions about how life insurance can be. Oh, we have a ton there. of resources, mm -hmm. just just like high level overview. Um, what I'm probably most known for and what our specialties most at Better Wealth is overfunding life insurance. Mm -hmm. And we teach entrepreneurs how they can save money in a life insurance um, and that money will grow for them. They can use it as an alternative place to control capital and they can do a lot of things. And so it's great for entrepreneurs because we ask about defensive strategies. It's a way for you to save and, and have that money growing for you the rest of your life, but you still have access to it. Yeah. And that usually, especially if you're an entrepreneur, is an amazing fit because it gives your dollars more than one job, but it creates accountability for long-term savings. Yeah. No one, because I've heard like kind of the, you see the ads on Facebook or TikTok or whatever, yeah. you know, the gurus talking, talking about it, and it sounds almost too good to be true. Yeah. But the way you break it down, I'm like, yeah. okay, this makes sense. Like, I think you put it right. It's not an investment strategy. It's not. Yeah. It's not. And, and banks, like banks, there's over 3,200 banks today that have some of their tier one assets, their most safest assets of their bank in life insurance. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. A ton of Fortune 500 companies, <laughs> a ton of people like myself, I save over six figures a year. Over six figures a year goes into life insurance. For so you're me. putting six figures a year yes. into your. But yeah. but I'm not like why wouldn't I? If I can do that, why yeah. wouldn't I? Because I'm I'm able to use that capital when my money's growing tax free the rest of my life, and we have millions and millions of dollars in death benefit in case something happens to me and I die. There's there's millions of dollars that are going to go to the things that I care about and that I'm working towards. Gotcha. Yeah. So you can kind of like, not assure, but you can really. It's it's taking one dollar, yeah. maintaining control, getting lifetime mm -hmm. compounding, lifetime options. And at the end of the day, protecting the most valuable asset, which is ourselves, yeah. which is you, if you're watching or listening. Yeah. And I, li I like how you broke that down with the 100K level too for when you should be looking at this. Because that's what I found. I, I found the, the FIRE movement pretty early on in my right. 20s and kind of budgeting and all that. Right. And it was like, I was making minimum wage and right. bank account wasn't going up. I was like, well, yeah, I can't really save anything because I just have expenses to cover. So how do I advance my career and make more well, money? And this right? is not a pitch yeah. for our services, mm -hmm. but if you're if you're good at making money, 
where you where your mind's at is where you'll like where the energy goes so i'm not saying be obsessed with finding tax strategies or be obsessed with learning about life insurance and all this stuff just work with people that are and main stay in your lane (laughs) continue to make money just work with people that like can help you keep more and that one two punch is going to be an amazing let's chat about that because i mean i i honestly a lot of what i do at clickbank is when i'm chatting with someone it's like i don't find the holes in their business yeah and going you really need to talk to this person yeah right like you need to talk to this person like but what is uh what is working with you look like if someone's like okay yeah this makes sense i just need to learn more about this like what does that process look like for that so two things number one is and we can probably set up a clarity call link through clickbank Mm -hmm. but we 15 minutes you can anyone that has any questions about taxes life insurance investments um like protection strategies debt like just let's hop on the phone because we we like in, in 15 minutes or less can really identify where your biggest pain points are and connect you with the people that can help you. So I would highly recommend like the 15 minute clarity call is incredible. Yeah. So that that would be the one thing. And then if you're someone that's like, um, I, I resonate with what you're saying, we do this thing called the financial x-ray and the financial x-ray essentially can show you exactly where you're at financially and give you all the list of things that can help optimize and improve your financial situation. I love that. Well, dude, I think we're running out of time here, but thank you, Caleb. This is great. I, we're going to do more with you because yeah. I think we got a lot of value to add. I'll be using you because I need to go more advanced with what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and then, so you can find you on betterwealth.com? Yeah. Betterwealth.com and um, my email is caleb at betterwealth.com. Whatever we can do to serve you, your audience. And I know that there's future conversations on how we can be more um, partner together to serve more people. And yeah. I'm whatever whatever that looks like, I'm I'm in. Yeah, y'all be hearing and seeing more, Caleb, I'm sure. And then, uh, yeah, so then you've got your podcast too, Better Wealth. Better Wealth Podcast, we're coming up on, well, after this drops, we'll probably have over 500 episodes. We also have a YouTube channel. So if you're curious about individual strategies, you can go to YouTube and type in Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. And I have a book called The And Asset. So there's, there's a lot of resources that we have. And our whole goal is to make people aware because it's hard to change if you're not aware of something. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Caleb. Yeah. It looks like we're in the middle of a rainstorm right now. But it's it's going like to blow over soon. Gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually do really beautiful. Uh, round yeah. two if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll, uh, yeah, we'll be following up. And please go check out Caleb's resources. And happy scaling, everybody.